This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The now and near future of augmented reality games. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Ross Finman, AR strategy lead at Niantic. Welcome, Ross. Thanks for having me, Tanya. You're welcome, and uh, thanks for taking some time to join us. Give us a brief summary of your background and what kind of questions that you actually seek to answer at your role at Niantic? Uh, so my background, uh, grew up in Idaho and then uh, did my undergraduate at Carnegie Mellon, uh, did my graduate work over seven years at MIT, um, co-founded, uh, started a company with uh, one of my Carnegie Mellon friends, Diana, um, in uh, kind of 2016 for Pokemon Go, working on augmented reality. Um, we grew that company. We're part of Y Combinator. Um, did our whole like the whole VC game. Um, we were acquired by Niantic uh, at the end of 2017. So it's kind of a very quick journey. Learned a lot in the process. Um, then since joining Niantic, I uh, kind of helped make sure that the direction is both tech, or the future direction of the company. Like Niantic is one of the, the cutting edge of augmented reality making sure that we are building out the right technologies for the future and helping make sure that we're aligned towards the direction on there. So skip to today, where are we? Where is the AR market today? And is it being driven by tech applications or is there something else driving AR? Um, augmented reality is really, I mean, it's one of these future technologies that's one of the biggest platform shifts that we're going to see. Like most people don't realize the amount of investment going into augmented reality today rivals that of self-driving cars. Even though self-driving cars are even more kind of publicly known, um, it's a major kind of shift in how we're thinking about the platform of the next generation. Now, where AR today, um, well, at Niantic, like the gaming market is doing fantastic, um, at least from our standpoint. So in the gaming market today, uh, like it's going really fantastic for us. There's other companies that are beginning to look at the space, explore in there. So that's where AR is today in the consumer market. Um, there's also the beginnings of augmented reality headsets exploring in the enterprise space. So then there's kind of three different value propositions for AR. It's an easier instructional tool. It's easier for visualization and it's good for entertainment, it fulfills the fantasy there. Um, so you're seeing a lot in enterprise instruction um, and then consumer entertainment as kind of the two niche models to begin with, or sorry, not niche, but two uh, strong markets. And then you're beginning to see other niches grow from there. So from, a, from the standpoint of uh, probably a broader um, adoption is that people really I think started thinking about AR at the time of Pokemon Go, which I know was pre your entry into Niantic. But I mean, even I was a big fan of Ingress and um, and then Pokemon and and so today, you know, people still have some awareness. What did you know? What did you? What did Niantic learn from Pokemon Go up to this point today? Uh, I mean, how many hours do we have? Um... <laughs> Uh, like some of the biggest lessons is just how people interact with the real world, both from a location based as you walk around like Ingress was originally, but 
but also as you start to view the world through a camera, what do users expect? Because like the user interface for how you do something on like a mobile app when you're in a pure digital environment is completely different than how you deal with it in the real world. Um, how do people want to interact with it? How do they even move around? And kind of what are the different areas that people go in there? Um, also, like, how do people try to game the system? So if you think about like kind of people spoofing different positions and trying to cheat in the game, or we want people to get uh, get outside and exploring and socializing, um, but then like people want to sit in their basements like late at night and then maybe have like a GPS go around there. So then there's a whole bunch of lessons there from a tech infrastructure standpoint. But I think what's really important is just that human engagement aspect of just what is natural in the real world, what fits with the environment. Like people going outside and exploring and catching Pokemon in the real world just fit with, fit with the fantasy that kind of many of us had for 20 years of like, oh, I want to be a Pokemon trainer. And then the same thing like with Harry Potter is like, oh, I want to cast spells in the real world. And that could be very like interesting and engaging. Ingress is its own special uh, game, like being one of the first in the genre, if not the first, um, to explore it. But just learning those like little tips and tricks as people begin to interface with it actually helps influence some of the future games, which I unfortunately can't talk about here, but uh, something really exciting that we can uh, hopefully announce um, sometime in the future. Oh, I'm gonna hold you to that, Ross. What are some of the limitations um, of AR technology today? Uh, I mean, the primary limitation is the obvious one that everything is in mobile phones today. So then the distribution is solved in there. Um, so while for virtual reality, you see things being a little bit slower to adopt because you just you need to sell it to people with uh, headsets that have them today, which is where AR will be going in the future. But right now, there's like a billion devices where people can experience augmented reality. Um, but this is like such a limited interface for the world. It's kind of like you're having like a little peephole into another dimension um, on top of the current world. But then as you start to shift um, the technologies in the future, as optics, power, um, weight systems get better, you can like wear glasses like you have on right now. If it is that light and that easy to experience, then you can have digital experiences wherever you want naturally and easily. Um, like right now you need to, Kind of people need to pull their phones out and explore and like look around at things, whether it be GPS or you want to take photos with things. So the experience right now is for more short-term experiences, but as you get into something that it becomes easier to use, um, and like Niantic, we're very, very strong believers in that kind of AR headset replacing or displacing the mobile phone um, in years from now. Like that transition can really open up longer term like interactive experiences where we view like the real world becomes content. And I think we've been saying this for like five years. We want Earth to be an AR game board that everyone can interface with and even use beyond just gaming. So Apologies. talk about the role that cloud plays in augmented reality. Oh, cloud is a massive component because for the real world understanding part, you need to keep track of the map of the world. So as I was saying, like Niantic is the former or people who founded Keyhole, which became Google Earth, and then Google Maps, Google Street View, et cetera. Um, and all of that data needs to be stored and accessed on the cloud. So like this is like it's mapping, this is all more technical terminology, but really that is the AR game board that people can really interact with and play with and experience. And like I like to say, we want to make the world a more interesting place, but then having that connection of the game that's on the device 
but the game that's on the cloud. Like a lot of like Pokemon Go and Ingress and Harry Potter, the game logic's actually all done on the cloud. So it's actually one of the few games that kind of can only be done on mobile um, and needs to have an internet connection in order to do it. Like you, like playing Candy Crush, like you could do that on your uh, like you could do that on your PC, you could do that on a large tablet. Um, it's really hard to play like Pokemon Go or Harry Potter on like a people. Well, you can't do it on a PC. It's very hard to do it on a tablet. So it's very connected to the device. But then as such, connecting mobile devices today and the next generation platforms to like the cloud is a fundamental shift in how gaming is going to be done. And I think a lot of future experiences, we're already seeing a lot of computation being moved up to the cloud. And we're going to see even more as AR devices um, and current AR technology um, gets used today. Tell us about Niantic's real world platform and, and what this offers for the future of augmented reality. What are some of the technical hurdles that you've had to clear to make this actually work? Um, so as we talked about before, like the lessons learned that we had in launching kind of a massive like real world MMO. <laughs> on um, like all of that we condense down into like the platform layer so then all the extra security like most people view like the first thing that they see is okay i see like my gps location or i see like my camera on and they think about just the initial computation that you need to do to make the current experiences available but they don't realize is all the infrastructure that goes in place to make this possible to kind of make it more interactive connected to the real world so then like if you want to <clears throat> if you want to launch more of these games and even get beyond gaming and enable other types of experiences all of the kind of we call it like the game board information can be used and shared across there all the different security protocols the um kind of anti-cheat stuff the like analytics as people are using this like gaming they care a lot about okay how do we make sure that people are having fun how do you know that they're having fun um, so then all of that we wrapped into the real world platform to really make it easy for developers to use. And we're currently working with some of our developers, some developers today through developer contests. And for me personally, like this is the, like Niantic is a very large fraction of uh, the augmented reality market today. And it's just in its infancy. So like we were kind of like the first rabbit out, um, other people are going in or like looking at the space, but we want to make sure that kind of all the lessons that we learned being like one of the first companies to do this at scale, like for hundreds of millions of people, like they've had over a billion downloads. So then taking all those experiences and making it easy for developers to interface with and build other experiences that while well, we have a lot of fantastic creative people here that they can make their own cool things. Um, like Ingress was initially based off of like some of the technology off of Google Maps. And then like, that was a completely different application of it. And for us, like, we're excited to see like what the game developers, because they're like usually the first to explore new technology, but then even other, uh, other applications, other adjacent markets to explore into. All right. Did I have to find out, did you play Ingress? I did not play Ingress, um, but I am a hardcore Pokemon Go fan. So uh, re reached level 38 this week. So quite proud of that. Um, People say, okay, you're halfway through the game and it ends at level 40. Well, not ends, but like that's kind of the max one. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm a big Pokemon Go person. Congratulations, Ross, on the big accomplishment. 
Thank you. Thank you. You're quite welcome. <laughs> Dr. Ross Finman, AR Strategy Lead at Niantic. Thank you so much for sharing some time with us and uh, some light on this. If somebody wants to find out more about AR Strategy at Niantic or uh, talk with you in any way, how can they do that? Okay. You can find me on uh, Twitter at Ross Finman, or you can uh, um, check out our website at ar.dev. All right, and you guys can find more of my uh, interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.